Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. More of your calls a little bit later, but joining us now, as promised, one of our favorites on college basketball, head coach back in the day at Loyola and at Army, and more recently at Wake Forest of the ACC. Nowadays, a great college basketball analyst for ESPN, Dino Gaudio. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Thanks for having me, David. It's Thank great. You. It's great to have you. I'm very excited to talk hoops with you, and I only recently learned about the recent passing of your father. So you easily could have, you know, Coach, given us the stiff arm, and we would have understood and rescheduled. Uh, so our condolences to you. I know a little bit about your dad's story and his battle against Alzheimer's and dementia. Just please, if you will, share what you can about his place in your life and that journey that you saw unfold because uh, uh, you gave me kind of a pre-approval to ask that question, and I appreciate you doing that. Yeah, well, thanks so much for your, 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 uh, your thoughts and your kind words. And, you know, just was a great guy, just a blue-collar guy, 44 years, worked in the steel mill at Wheeling, Pittsburgh still. And, you know, like when you're coaching – you make a big impression on, you know, so many people, David, like the players, the the people around the program, your assistant coaches, but as parents, which many of us are, yep. and, and fathers, which some of us are, you know, we're, we're trying to make a big impression on our kids. And my father did that for us, my brother and I, you know, he had a great work ethic. We learned about work from, from him and, and he was a family guy. And, uh, you know, he had me back in the days, you know, you get out of high school and got married. My father had me when uh, uh, he was 19 and my mom was 18. I got married out of high school. <laughs> and uh, at times he was almost like a, an older brother to us, but uh, was a great man. And th- the thing with Alzheimer's, it robbed my father of his personality and his mind and eventually of his voice because at the end he couldn't even speak. And it was difficult to see him like that, but uh, you know, I cherished the years we had with him. I was blessed. And, uh, you know, because of my dad and his love of sports, you know, I'm able to take, I think it's 39 years now. I've been either coaching or doing something with, with, with sports and yep. broadcasting now. And because of my father, you know, I've taken his love of sports and my love of it and turned an avocation into a uh, vocation. So really missing, but, uh, really cherished the years I had with him. Thanks so much for, 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 asking well yeah and thanks for sharing that because coach you know I'm just practically emotional listening to you because I didn't know that he had that passion for sports and contributed to your journey in that way and I'm a guy who at 12 years old you know watched a World Series game with my dad and as it turns out I'm taking my 18-year-old son to Minneapolis this weekend to the Super Bowl because my child, awesome. my childhood team is the Eagles. So I can identify with that part of your journey. Uh, since it is Super Bowl week, what did you? Which team did you and your dad root for? Or which teams, NFL or otherwise, did you guys adopt as you were sharing that journey well, together? Well, this is the weirdest thing ever. Grew up in Eastern Ohio, right? Now I'm only 40 minutes from 45 minutes from Pittsburgh, but for whatever reason. Back in the day, and I know the reason why, we were Baltimore Colts fans because our parish priest, <laughs> the connection, was Johnny Unitas' uncle. Wow. So, you know, maybe, maybe twice in five years, Johnny U would come to Mass where we went. So we loved number 19 with the Colts. So for whatever crazy reason, 45 minutes for Pittsburgh, we were Colts <laughs> fans because of that. And, uh, you know, one of the best Christmas gifts I ever got, and I can remember to this day, is uh, I got a Baltimore Colts uh, 
or uh, 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 at the time, obviously, Baltimore Colts football helmet, and it was because of Johnny U. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you – so you got your Super Bowl years ago, right? With, with uh, Yes, yes, you're still looking, I'm huh? still looking after 50 years, Coach. We'll see if it happens against the Dynasty Patriots on Sunday yeah. night. Thanks so much for sharing all of that. Uh, there's no great transition to basketball from life well, let's do it. and let's stuff do it. like that, but we're going to try anyway. The UVA story is fascinating to all of us, and they don't have probably future first-round NBA talent. And yet they're number two in the polls. They're number two in the efficiency rankings. And they're one of the only teams off to a 10 and 0 or better start in the ACC, like in the last decade or so. The others that fit that description actually lost in the Elite Eight or even as early as the second round. What in your eyes do the Cavs need to do to end that unusual trend of dominating the regular season, but maybe not doing, you know, being at your best come March Madness? Yeah, they, they have to do what they do. You know what I mean? They, 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 they defend like nobody else in America, and, and they have to take care of the basketball, which they do. You know, the last time Tony almost made that run, and they're beating Syracuse a couple years back. Syracuse will hardly ever press this, throws that crazy press up. Right. Virginia turns it over and loses an opportunity to go. But you, you know this, David, because games are so close and they play things close to the vest, in the tournament moving forward, that, that you know they're going to have a lot of close games. They're gonna, it's just the way it is. They don't, they don't get a lot of separation from teams. Uh, so they're going to have a lot of close games down the stretch. They're going to have to play well at the end of games and make free throws at the end of games. You know, although they beat Duke, as we saw, we had two really good free throw shooters and missed free throws down the stretch of that game that, that could have cost them. But uh, I, I, I still shake my head. I, I watched – you know, my daughter goes to law school at the University of Virginia, so I'm up there in the preseason a lot. I must have seen him practice three or four times. And I told Tony one time, I go, Tony, hang in there, man. You know, a little bit of a rebuild now that you're going to have. And he's like, Yeah, I, I can't believe they're doing what they're doing. And and I'm just effusive in my praise of the the, the job that Tony's doing with this team to the point where I, you know, I tweeted something out. You know. I think it was a week ago or something like, I cannot believe that Tony Bennett might be the national coach of the year. And of course, somebody in Virginia goes, he's disrespecting our players. <laughs> no, they're good. They got good players. I just, Even when you're I complimenting, just, they think you're yeah. criticizing. <laughs> yeah. But I just think, I just think he's doing a magnificent job. And you know, they buy in, they believe in the system and I, what they run away with the, I mean, I know it's three, three games separation and they got what eight more to play, but, that looks like the regular season champion in the ACC. Let me shift you to the Duke Blue Devils. I remember in your decade at Wake Forest, counting all those years as an assistant to Skip, you, you guys, of course, experienced a point guard named Chris Paul, and it was part of one of the real golden eras of Demon Deacon basketball. When I think of all the national champions I have covered in 30 years of following the ACC, all of them had either a star point guard or they had a really smart, high IQ coach on the floor point guard. One or the other, right? And when I look at Duke Absolutely. this year, Coach, I see Marvin Bagley was ready the day he got to campus. Wendell Carter Jr.'s light bulb came on a long time ago. Gary Trent Jr. looks like he's doing fine. Grayson Allen is the senior. And yet I'm still not sure what to expect from the freshman point guard, Trevon Duval. How do you describe where he is in his development and how far can the Blue Devils go if, if he still looks like a guy who's not always sure what Mike Krzyzewski wants out of him? 
I, I think he has to be good going forward, David. We, we know Duke. I think the most talented team in the ACC, probably the most talented team in the nation. Five NBA guys on that roster when the June draft comes. You watch and see. They might have five first-round picks. Right. But, but you need reliable point guard play. And, you know, you, you look back, back to poor pass against UVA, eventually led to Jerome Street to seal the win. In, in, in those three subsequent games, or I should say prior games, Pitt, Wake Forest, and then the UVA game, he struggled. He didn't play well. Now, Monday against Notre Dame, 12 points, four assists, really good game. But I agree with you. I, I think, you know, Grayson can step in there for them uh, and play the point. But that's not who he is, and I don't think that's who Mike wants him to be. But I, I think this kid, the light switch has to go on for him, and, and Mike has to find a way to get him to, like, hey, give him the ball at, at 8 o'clock and give it back to Mike at at 10, because Mike lets it, Coach K lets those guys play. Yeah. I, I agree with you. He has to be better at his position. He doesn't have to score a lot of points. Take care of the ball. Get us in the offense. Make good decisions. And you know what, David? I, I would always say to our, 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 our point guards, when you have a young team, especially at the point guard position, it's not making the great plays. It's eliminating the bad ones. Like sometimes these talented young guys try to make – the great play, yeah. but, but it's eliminating the bad ones is how you avoid the losses. And I think when the young guy's decision-making becomes better, he'll become better. Just tone it down a bit. Don't worry about making the great one. Eliminate the mistake. And then, you know, I, I think Duke is one of my maybe four teams that can win a national championship if he is there and improves. Who else is on that short list in your eyes? Well, I, I think for certain – you know, Villanova and Purdue, two, two deep, diverse, and experienced teams. I think Villanova may be the best defensive team in the country. I, I know Trey Young has been sensational, but Jalen Brunson has to be mentioned also for the Wooden Award. I mean, I mean, you're talking a guy averaging almost 20 a game, over 55% field goal, almost 50% from threes. They get five double-figure scores. Now, it hurts a little bit with them, you know, losing Booth, yep. but – and then Purdue, the experience, the two seven-footers. And then, heck, around the seven-footers, they got three-point shooters. I think the other night I'm watching, four, four perimeter guys were on the floor. Mm. All four of them were either between 44 and, and, and 55% from behind the three-point line. So, tough team. And I like Michigan State, too. I, I think Michigan State is a team that, same thing, experience. I, I think they have two talented, talented players obviously, in uh, Jaron Jackson and Miles Bridges. But for me, Villanova, Purdue, Michigan State, Duke. And then for the Virginia fans out there, I'm going to go with five and say Virginia. Nobody yells at me. His (laughs) name is Dino Gaudio. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach Dino Gaudio. He is a relatively recent uh, convert to Twitter, so be nice to him there. Maybe reach out with some personal thoughts at Coach Dino Gaudio. Obviously, our condolences. You know how much we appreciate sharing your, you sharing yourself as a person beyond letting us uh, pick your brain and your, your basketball expertise. So thanks for the visit. If you can find it in your heart, root for the Eagles on Sunday night. But otherwise, right. I have no other requests of you, Coach Gaudio. Hey, David, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for your kind words. Absolutely. Always a lot of fun. Our condolences, Coach Gaudio's dad passing away recently after a long battle with uh, Alzheimer's. Final thoughts, TV picks for tonight. That's as we come down the stretch next on the David Glenn Show. 
We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. Special thanks to Super Bowl champion John Bunning, Super Bowl participant Kevin Donnelly of the Carolina Panthers, and of course ESPN's Dino Gaudio. Reach out to him if you can with condolences about the recent passing of his father. TV options for tonight in the sports world. You have some ACC women's hoops. You have the Canadians at the Canes, 7 o'clock. I will see you there taking some benefactor friends from the Make-A-Wish Foundation to my front row seats this evening. Creighton, Villanova, and other college hoops. We'll see you tomorrow on Free For All Friday on the David Glenn Show.